listening to the Egypt Pentecostal broadcast. We pray that something is said in song or message uh, that is a blessing to you. Our church times are 6 o'clock Sunday evening and 7 o'clock Wednesday night. Our motto is, if you're looking for a church, we're looking for you. And God bless you. Every heartache, every trial, I do it all again To get to where I'm going and to stand here where I am I'm running for the finish line, but should I have to crawl On my knees I claim the victory, shouting it is worth it all I see the lights before me, I know I'm nearing home I was reading a story, I guess it was this week or first this week, I guess, and uh, it was a story of a mother that had lost her child, and uh, the, her child had been, she'd, he'd been killed by somebody else, and what amazed me with that story, and I was uh, lit, reading through that story, and I read all the way through it, uh, and, the, and the other person that had, that had killed this woman's child, uh, he couldn't sleep, couldn't, he basically got by with it. Nobody had called him. Nobody, nobody had got by with what he had done, basically what had happened. And, she, and this guy finally couldn't sleep, couldn't eat, couldn't do anything because of the guilt and the shame and the hurt that he had done and caused this mother of this family. So finally he crawls his way back to this mother to basically tell her what he had done and basically bow, just humble himself down. And it was amazing what the response that I got when I was reading this 
of this mother and her response to this other person that had killed her child. And she looked at him, and, 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 it's simple, and, and, and I was thinking on this today, I guess is what I was trying to say, that's a whole lot like, a, that, that's, a, that's, a, that's a big crime, amen? That, that, that's, a, that's a major, major crime. I know there's no big eyes and little U's and sin, but that's, that's bad, amen? We all would agree on that, and we all understand that. That's, just, that's horrible. Uh, but I got the reading in the Scripture and seen this mother turn and loved this person that had killed her child. She told her. She told this other this other boy that had done this. He said, Here, "Here's what I want you to do. I want you to take the place of my son." Now you talk about love. You talk about mercy. And you talk about forgiveness. And I know that may. I hope it's a true story because I read it out of a Bible thing or biblical thing. Uh, but but I seen that love and that compassion of mercy and grace, which shouldn't have been there. Amen. And I know how I would be. Amen. I know how a lot of us would be in that situation or that shame tonight or that place tonight if something like that was to happen to one of us. And God forbid that to ever happen to one of us. Can I go ahead and say that right now? Uh, but, but I see that mother's heart. No doubt it was breaking. Amen. No doubt it was hurting uh, of what had happened. But this other, this, this, uh, the person that done it basically come back and ask for forgiveness and basically plead that I'm guilty. I'm the one done this. I can't sleep over it. I can't eat. I can't get past it. I done wrong. And she basically looks at him and says, that is plain and as simple. I want you to take the place of my son. I want you, I want to feed you. I want to take care of you. I want you to come see me. That, that's how the story went. It was pretty big. I mean, I, and, and I got to thinking and pondering on that. Man, that sounds a whole lot like somebody I know. Amen. I got to thinking that that sounds a whole lot like Jesus. Amen. And if, whether you know it or not, and I believe you know it, if you're saved tonight, we had a part on putting him up there. Amen. Can I get an amen? I didn't get many amens. I hope they ain't everybody think that there's a high and mighty day. We had a part, everybody in this house tonight, we had a part on putting him on that cross, amen, because he had to die for our sins, amen, and, and he's a whole lot like that mommy right there. We're all guilty, amen. We're all a part of what happened to him on the cross of Calvary, but yet when we come and bow down to him at an old-time altar of prayer, he's just like that mama, amen. That sounded a whole lot like Jesus when I was listening to that and reading that story, and there's a song, I guess, that come back to, uh, I don't know exactly how it goes, and I, I can't sing it, but I was thinking on that song, uh, that's a lot, uh, that, 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 that's a whole lot like Jesus, but it's a whole lot not like me, amen. It's just so much the, the way that Jesus would do it, but it's a whole lot like what Brian may handle the situation, and sometimes, and I know I'm a saved man, I know a lot of you are saved men, but I know when something tragic like that, uh, we, we kind of go, uh, we, we would go berserker. I know that I would, I'm just going, I'm just, I'm just convicting, I'm just telling you I'm a man like anybody else, and, and I pray that I would be more like this mommy, amen, uh, or I could be more like God with his son Jesus, amen, uh, but I got to look, and that's what I want to talk about tonight for just a few minutes. Uh, I want to preach or talk tonight about dropping your rocks, amen. Uh, and I'm, you know the you know the situation, the place that I'm going. Uh, but I wanted to go to a few other spots before I do that. And we know about the story of the woman that was caught in the very act of adultery. We've talked about that some here, and uh, but I, I like what it said. They they brought her and drug her in there to Jesus, and uh, and I'm not going to go the other part of that. But the Bible basically Jesus looked at him. He said, "Him that hath no sin, uh, let him cast what the first." 
stone, amen. And, I, and when I think of a rock, I was I sat, actually sitting there just a few minutes ago, and I, and I watch Andy Griffith a lot. And everybody watches Andy Griffith. You see Ernest T. Bass, and what does he like to throw? He likes to throw rocks, amen. Especially through courthouse windows and store uh, store windows and all thing. And all the time Andy's looking at him when he, when he's got it right back, and he said, Ernest T. dropped that rock, amen. And a lot of times, if we ain't careful, when we see these things like this, amen, we're bad, amen. Especially saved people. I'm just going to preach the church tonight. When we see something like this or something tragic happen in our society or in our community of somebody doing something wrong, and no doubt they done wrong and they need punished for it. I'm going to go ahead and say that, amen. But a lot of times we're bad to point a big old finger and look down our big old holiness noses, amen, and judge them and look upon them and condemn them. And you know what? The, the, the Lord will take care of it, amen. The Lord will, the, the Lord will go through it. But I, I come to a scripture when I was looking at this and it was James 2 and it says for whosoever shall keep the whole law but yet offend in what one point he is guilty of all amen so I scratched my head and I read down this a little bit further and basically what it was saying he said he said says do not commit adultery do not kill he said but but if you do commit adultery and do it but it says but if you do not commit adultery but if you kill that's the same thing it says you're basically a transgressor of the law amen and a lot of times we get we 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 or we 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 we, we number sin. That's what I'm trying to say. We got big sins. We got little sins in between sins. But the way I read that and the way I understand that, if we if we broke it in one place, we're guilty. Amen. We're guilty of the law, whether we cussed. Amen. Whether whether we lied, whether we cheated, whether we killed somebody, whether we shacked up, whether we're whether whether you're gay, whether you're homosexual, whether you you you're guilty. Amen. Every single one of us. And a lot of times in our life today and hour that we're living in today, especially if we we want to live right, amen. Don't get me wrong what I'm trying to say here tonight. Uh, we want to walk right, do right, uh, and I plan on doing the best that I can and holding up the good standard of God. Uh, but a lot of times we need to show mercy uh, to those that needs mercy, amen. Uh, why? Because me and you at one time uh, in our life needed mercy, amen. Uh, we needed mercy. We needed forgiveness. Uh, we needed a mama like that. Uh, 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 we needed a savior like that. Can I go ahead and say that a little bit further? Uh, knowing that we are guilty, knowing uh, that we wrestle with this and played with this and done everything that we can with this uh, and we finally had to bring it to him amen uh, knowing that uh, what well, if we truly got what we would get amen uh, we would get hell amen uh, but because of grace because of love uh, because of mercy amen uh, we can bring these to God amen uh, through his son Jesus Christ tonight uh, no matter what we've done uh, no matter how far we strayed uh, no matter how much we failed amen uh, and we can find forgiveness amen uh, but I'm saying that a lot of times in our life uh, when we see something like that that's tragic amen or anything else amen no big eyes little use let me understand that it's the same as if you cussed it's the same if you cheated it's the same if you lied if you're a transgressor of the law of only one you're guilty of them all whether you know that or not amen no big eyes no little use amen so a lot of times I see ourselves especially when we get saved real good can I go ahead and say it that way I know you get saved good when you get saved, but you know what I'm talking about. When you grow in this, 
When you get uh, more mature in this, I guess is what I'm trying to say. We ought to learn more, but uh, we get more, we get to judging more, amen. Can I go ahead and say amen? Uh, we get to looking down our nose more uh, when we get in this 15, 20 years, uh, and we can't wonder why so-and-so ain't doing this, and uh, why so-and-so ain't doing that, uh, and why they ain't got past that, and why they ain't got over that, uh, why are they struggling with this, why are they struggling with that. Uh, if I can probably look back on some of you's lives uh, right now, tonight that's been in this a while, a lot of you been in this a while, uh, I promise you so Somewhere in your life, you had struggles, amen. Since you've been saved, amen. You had you had ups, you had downs, you had valleys, you had there's things that you battle with laying down. And I hope today that you prayed through, amen, and got a lot of those things took care of. I'm not a preacher up here gonna sit up here and tell you this and tell you that. I'm gonna tell you what the word says, and you and God gotta work it out, amen. It ain't my job to come to your house and tell you what to watch on TV, amen. It ain't my job to come to your house and tell you what to wear, amen. It ain't my job to come to your house and tell you what to listen to on the radio. If you got enough of God and the Holy Ghost in your life, He'll be able to direct you and put you on the path and the direction that you need to go. Amen. But I'm saying tonight, a lot of times we'll hear something happen in our community. Amen. We'll hear something that this is plain sin. Amen. It's plain wrong. And if we ain't careful, like me and you and everybody else, we'll go back to that rock pile and go back to pick one of them rocks up, amen, when we hear that so-and-so done this, or so-and-so done that, and it's wrong, amen, and I know that's just the way that it is, but I'm saying it's not our job, it's not our place to go out and pick up a rock and sling it at somebody when we're guilty in some part of our life, can I get an amen, we're guilty in some aspect, so you you can't tell me you're perfect, because you're a liar, if you tell me you are, you done sinned right then, amen, you can't tell me you walk around all the time, mind, thought, and Indeed, things cross your mind that it's wrong, amen. There's things that you have to see sometimes that you don't want to look at, but there's no force for you to look at it from time to time, amen. But you know what? We need to flee from those things. The Bible says to resist the devil and flee from him, amen. But a lot of times we're in this world, children. This world is full of sin. It's full of hate. It's full of anger. It's full of bad things out there, amen. But I'm not saying that we got to partake them. I'm saying we have to be in the world. But we don't have to be of the world. Amen. The Bible says in Matthew 7 and 1 says, Judge not that ye be not judged for what with ye judgment ye judge ye shall be judged. And what measure ye meet it shall be measured again unto you. And I know there's a righteous judgment. You can read that in there. But before we go out throwing our righteous judgment at somebody, we better have the facts. Come on now. I live in Jackson County. I know how Jackson County is. Amen. Come on now. When I when I when I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and preach tonight. That'd be all right. When, when I went my when I when I was trying to resign here, when was that? A couple months ago or whenever it's been. I've had people come to me and ask me and told me that my wife left me. Amen. Now this, this is Jackson County. Do understand what I'm trying to say? Was that the reason you stepped down? It's because your wife left you, amen. As far as I know, my wife has never packed her bags and left me one time. And I don't think she's up here tonight, and she'd tell you the same thing. But I know how uh, tailpackers are in Jackson County, amen. So before you go out and put that righteous judgment on somebody and point that finger at them, not in a mean way, can I go ahead and say that way, in a way that you want to help them. Well, I don't want nobody to fall. I don't want nobody to come short, amen. I don't want nobody to go to hell 
people, amen. We got to go out and do it in love and compassion in a righteous judgment. And we will, before we do that, amen, you better know what you're talking about. It shouldn't go down through five, six, seven, eight people. And the story gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. We done that one time, I guess, when I first started going to church at Evans Chapel. We lined up a group of people up in the front. And I believe Chris Davidson went to one. And he told them just a plain little bitty sentence. It was just a plain something that you thought you could remember. But he whispered it in this one's ear up here. And all of a sudden, he wanted to whisper it all the way down to the end. Amen. Well, right there in the church, a born-again, Holy Ghost-filled men. Amen. Got to go ahead and say amen. By the time it got halfway through the line, their story was done twisted. It was done turned. It was just a plain sentence. You think, man, anybody can. I don't remember what it exactly was. By the time it got all the way to the end, I believe it was David Harris. He didn't know what to say. Amen. It had got so twisted and turned around right there in the house of God. It's what I'm trying to say tonight. Amen. And if we ain't careful, if we ain't careful, amen, we'll go out and judge. And we ain't got no right to judge. Can I go ahead and say that right now tonight? We ain't got no right to point fingers because if you have messed up somewhere in breaking the laws of God, the Ten Commandments, and I promise you that you have somewhere in your life, whether you want to admit it or not, and if you're saved tonight, I believe you will admit it because you needed a Savior in your life to save you and wash you. But a lot of times we go around trying to get the moat or the beam out of our brother's eye, and we don't even consider the moat or the beam that's in our eye. Can I get an amen? I'm bad for that. I may not go out and talk about it publicly, but a lot of times I do it under my breath. Come on. <laughs> Woo. I do it at home to my wife. She does it at home to me. I try not to speak out in public. I try not to say things. I try to uplift and magnify. And you're doing the same way I am. You talk at home. Come on. Oh, I'm getting on you tonight now. Would you see so and so? Do you see what they done? Do you see where they went? Do you see what they said? Do you see what they had on tonight? Amen. When you got one finger pointing, I think I've got three pointing back at me, amen. I'm guilty, amen. I'm guilty. I'm guilty. I'm guilty. But I'm saying tonight, if you're saved and born again, washed in the blood of Jesus Christ tonight, there ought to be a want to and a desire to do better, amen. I want to do better. I don't want to point fingers, amen. I like what it said. I believe it's in Luke. It's talking about the woman. It says her sins were many. It says where I say unto thee that her sins which are many are forgiven for she loved much but whom little is forgiven she loveth little and why is that in the day and hour that we're living in today you can take the worst of the worst of people amen that's what that's saying and you can get them saved on an altar of prayer and they make the best Christians ever made is that right and you can take somebody that, that knows the law, knows the commandments, uh, been preached to all their life, and they get saved at whatever their age is of accountability, and they're some of the worst ones I've ever seen. Might as well say amen. But you can take an old drunk out here, somebody that's been to the bottom, honey, and stayed at the bottom, 
and bring them back up, amen, and, and show them to a cross of Calvary. Show them like this old boy right here was when he'd come to his mommy and needing forgiveness, amen, needing mercy, needing grace, knowing he probably wasn't going to get it, but all of a sudden that mommy, which should have stoned him, amen, which should have put him where he needed to be, she wanted to love him, amen, and that is the same way that Jesus is with every single one of us sitting under the sound of my voice. We ought to be stoned. We ought to be cast into hell. We shouldn't have a second chance. We shouldn't have mercy. We shouldn't have grace. But because of Jesus raising out of that grave on that third and glorious morning, going to sit on the right hand of the Father to make intercession for each and every single one of us tonight, we can have mercy and find grace. Stop throwing your rocks. Put down your rock. Now I'm going to preach this, and you're probably going to run into this sometime this week, amen. You're going to see something that somebody's done, and it hurts, I know. People that go to church, and you see them doing this, saying this, going here, doing that, whatever. We're bad. Go to that rock pile. Get us a good, it wasn't like old David. It wasn't like them old smooth stones, David. We picked them old edgy rocks, amen. The ones that'll cut you when they throw at you. And see, like when somebody from church hurts you, you hurt, amen. Amen. That's the worst cuts. That's the worst hurt. I can't understand it. It is beyond me that we come in here and we say we're saved, sanctified, Holy Ghost filled, and we fall out with one another, and we turn our backs on one another, and we don't speak to one another, and we don't do this, and we don't do that. And you can take two old drunks that'll come up here and they'll fight a horseshoe battle and most of the time if you look around they're best friends in the morning amen is that right that's exactly right. I know how it is. I've been out there. I've been as mean as anybody else, amen. I've been, I've been there and I've been there. But why can't God's people get along? Why do we have to go back to the rock pile and pick something up when we're all guilty? Every single one of us sitting under the sound of my voice. That brought me to the story in the Bible about, 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 I mean, we'll find what his name is. I forgot what his name was. I'm going to preach it anyway. That'd be right. Uh, Mephibosheth. Is that how he said? I can't remember exactly how it is. Uh, it's so long I can't even say it. But this man had basically been forgotten about. Uh, he'd been cast aside. Uh, but little did he know uh, that was Jonathan's boy, which was Saul's, uh, was his grandpa's, what I'm trying to say here tonight. Uh, and he had been forgotten about. Uh, the Bible says he was lame at his feet uh, and he had been left behind. Uh, but David wanted to bless somebody. So I, I think they went. Was it Ziba, Ziga or something? You may have to help me. Uh, he, he said, find me somebody. Uh, that's the, 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 that's, that's kin to Saul, kin to Jonathan, and I want to bless them. Is there any more kids out there? Is there any more heirs out there that, that I can help them with? He said, well, there, there's the, what was his name, Mephibosheth? Well, he's out there, but he's lame at his feet. He's a nobody. He's forgot about. And a lot of times we're that way. But you know what? If you are born again and washed in the blood of Jesus Christ tonight, an heir to the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, I think the Bible says he come in there and he said I'm like a dead dog and you know what I thought of that when I looked at that verse and I think I said that here or somewhere or another before that reminded me of a lot of way that we are with God and our walk he was lame at his feet said he was, I guess that's crippled or hard to, hard to walk I guess he could walk a little bit but he was lame dragging something had a limp had something wrong with him and he felt left out. Felt like a nobody, if you don't go ahead and say what it was. 
But David, I think it says on down that he, he would eat continually from the king's table. But he come in there and he said, I, I'm nothing but a dead dog. And when I think of that, when I say, I think you either preach it here at Seven Pines or somewhere or another, that made me think of that old crazy donkey in Winnie the Pooh. I don't know why I'm thinking of characters tonight. You know what that donkey is. That's the saddest thing I ever seen. Is it Eeyore? Is that, is that, somebody said his name. That's the saddest thing that I've seen in a long time. He is depressed. He's sad. He's sorrowful. He, he droops along and just mopes with his ears down, his head like he's beat to death. And a lot of times we are the same way as Mephibosheth in our family, in our walk with God, amen. We'll walk through them doors, amen, beat down, sorrowful, hurt, pain. Oh, man. Never had a good word, did he? I, can't, I ain't watched that in for years, but yeah, I remember seeing it as a kid. If some of the kids here could call me him, it's just another Sunday, another Wednesday night. We'll go in. Brian will say a few words or somebody will say something. They'll sing a few songs. We'll go home and we'll go back to work tomorrow. Ain't that right? Come on, I'm, I'm, I'm preaching to all of us. We, I was reading today, I guess, the Bible says, and I, and I was preaching on something, something like that last night, that David encouraged himself in the Lord. And I was talking last night about, about Abraham and Isaac and the journey that they had to go through together. If you remember, you may have been there. But a lot of times we get that way in our walk with God. We go through the process, and we're in that process, like I was telling last night. We're in that walk with our Lord. It's the day we get saved to the day we die. It's that little, it's probably that, that's probably on the day we're born. But a lot of times we go through this life, and that son kept asking Abraham, no, said, Dad, we got the wood, we got the fire, but where's the sacrifice? Well, what's going to happen? What's going on? And they, and they had the men with them, but they left them at the bottom of the hill. And him and his dad kept climbing that Mount Moriah, trying to get up there where they need to be, where they could offer his only son Isaac for a sacrifice. And I got to preaching last night, how in the world what was going on in Abraham's mind, or the thought was going on in Abraham's mind. Yes, he had faith, and I was preaching on faith last night. But you know what? He was still a man like every single one of us. And he got to wonder, Lord, you told me to do this. You told me that I'm preaching too many. Just that'd be all right anyway. You told me to, to take my only son Isaac and offer him for a sacrifice up on Mount Moriah. How in the world are you going to pull this off, Lord? And I got to thinking as he was on this, I think he said it was a three day journey. Is that right? It was a three day journey. He had a lot to think about, amen. He had a lot on his mind by the time that he got there, amen. And you know what? I believe he got to feeling a little slowful. I, I, I would. Come on now. And that's the way that we are in this walk with the Lord, amen. There's times, there's valleys, there's questions, there's times I don't understand. There's things that I want answers in, but I have to learn, I have to learn to trust the process. I have to learn that I'm going to go through valleys, I'm going to go through trials, I'm going to face mountains, I'm going to have to learn. There's times that I'm just going to get in a slump. Anybody know what a slump is? If you played any kind of ball, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's fine and dandy when you're making three-pointers and hitting home runs and everything's fine and dandy. But when you're 0 for 20 and you ain't made a basket or hit a home run in a month, you're in a slump, honey. And there's times that we get in slumps spiritually. Come on now. We've all been there. And we got all these questions and all this stuff stirring around us. 
You got all these people like Isaac asking questions. Why this, Daddy? Why that, Daddy? How's this going to happen, Daddy? Why, why are we doing this, Daddy? Why are we going through this? And sometimes you have to block out those news, amen. You have to learn to trust in God. Like I said last night, faith is a substance of things hoped for, but the evidence of things that have not been seen, amen. I learned a long time ago, I told him last night, that I don't have to see it to believe it anymore. I've learned to walk by faith and not by sight. Just because I don't see it anymore don't mean it's not going to come to pass. But there's going to be them times, amen. God sent right in the very present help in the time of his back was against the wall if it was ever against the wall amen but it was right there at that time at that moment in God's time that he moved and showed up and he he made a way amen and that's what I'm saying tonight there's a lot of times in our life we end up like Abraham was through that process through that journey we'll be like Eeyore you hang around that enough you'll be like Eeyore yeah, you hang around co-workers like that. I hope you ain't got them or, or family members or anything like that. You'll come in here with that lip of dragon, amen. You'll be bent over. You can't worship bent over. And I preached that here tonight about the woman there that, that was coming bent over. You got it said if he would be lifted up that he would what draw all men unto him tonight amen it is our job it is our duty to come into his house to reverence him to praise him to worship him in spirit and in truth the, 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 the Bible says the true worshipers know what we worship and if you're a true worshiper tonight that's right in there right above the woman there well, that was, was at the well I think where that's at but I'm saying that's what I want to be tonight I don't want to be somebody that judges somebody. I don't want to be somebody that is depressed all the time. I want to be somebody that can help somebody and be positive and not go back to that old rock pile. That rock pile's there for a reason and it's not for us to pick up because if they brought somebody right now but I'll tell you the same thing he did and I'm sure not no way comparing to him. I tell everybody we can bring somebody that's called in the very act of adultery fixing to stone her, wanting to stone her. I think their conscience, I think that's how that reads, I ain't read it in a while. Their conscience was guilty. They realized when Jesus said that him that hath no sin, any kind of sin, let him cast the first stone. Rocks in my pocket.